I saw him again today. It was at the mall this time. He was wearing a gray suit, and it was just seconds this time before he disappeared around a corner and my life returned to normal once more. It had been two years, and yet I still saw him everywhere. The day after that fateful night, I saw him in our neighborhood walking a dog. Months later, he was next to me at a stoplight when I went out for groceries. Two weeks ago, when Ryan got down on one knee and placed a dazzling diamond ring on my left hand, I swear, I saw his face the minute I said yes. He was like a ghost, my own personal poltergeist. I knew it wasn't really him. My therapist had reminded me of that simple fact over a thousand times, but that didn't stop my heart from skipping a beat or my lungs deflating of air every time I saw someone that looked like him pass in my direction. It could be the color of a person's hair or the way someone laughed that set my body on edge. Today, it was simply a suit, tailored, dark gray with a small pinstripe. The style had been his favorite, and even though the man who wore it looked nothing like him, I still found myself frozen in the middle of the food court, still as ice, unable to move. Because life really didn't move on from a person such as August Kincaid. No, you simply learned to adapt, and above all, you survived. And that was what I had been doing for the last two years, surviving. Hey, you went blank again. Are you okay? Sarah asked. I looked around and the world suddenly shifted back into focus. Children cried and begged for ice cream. Teenagers laughed and flirted as they walked by us. The smell of cinnamon rolls and cheap Chinese food mixed and mingled as people pushed and shoved their way around to get in ridiculously long lines. Life went on around me as I returned to the land of the living. Yeah, I'm fine, I assured her. Concern was written all over her beautiful, trim face. Her hand lifted briefly as if she were going to offer a hug, but quickly decided against it. Okay, she answered, defeat clearly written all over her face. She knew I wouldn't talk about it. I never did. There were certain things that just didn't need to be shared. Specific memories of my past were one of them. She already knew I was a nutcase, yet for some reason became my friend despite this. I guess we had that specific trait in common. We'd met in the waiting room at my therapist's office. She was a recovering purger, or at least that's what she called it. Since the time Sarah was barely old enough to vote, she'd been suffering from a variety of eating disorders. She'd attributed her illnesses to a dance mentor who'd never thought she was thin enough to be a ballerina. When all you want to do is be the swan princess in Swan Lake, you make sacrifices. She'd told me that day in the office, very matter-of-factly. Sarah was at peace with her issues. She'd gone through years of counseling, and this year would finally be the swan princess she always dreamed of being, fully in control of what she considered her livable flaws. Me? Well, I guess we all had issues that lingered. Some had visible flaws they could see in the mirror, touch with their hands, measure on a scale. Others, like me, had memories that woke us from sleep and haunted our waking hours, 
making normal, well, different. I doubted there would ever be any glorious end of the rainbow moment that would somehow magically cure me of all my flaws. But I was working on it, and Ryan had made a world of difference in my once bleak outlook on life. Now I saw possibilities where there once was only darkness. He brought hope to my sadness and light to my life. There wasn't a day that went by that I wasn't thankful for his persistence in seeking me out. I'd been a hard one to nail down, or so he told me.